Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Welcome to Nickel City Chronicles. Today I'm with Nerd Boy D from the Nerd Boys. Nerd Boy D. And our special guest is Chris Gullo. How's it going, everybody? What's going on, Chris? Tell everybody what's going on with you. Uh, hello much. Uh, so, uh, first off, thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you for the first time. Hey, man. likewise, brother. Um, but uh, yeah, so I got a crazy background of a lot of things. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, so I'm a ring announcer for professional wrestling, and in pro wrestling, I've also done managing, uh, refereed, and I've done commentary as well. Um, and I I still do stand up comedy uh, nice. as well. And you know, in a past life, I used to do radio and. Uh, <laughs> I uh, used to DJ and uh, I, I still act once in a while. Like uh, you'll see if you're my IMDb, we'll have uh, no acting credits for ten years. <laughs> and then I and then and then I and then I was just recently in something last year for the first time in ten years. Really? So, what was that? Uh, it was a it was a Christmas movie. It was called Christmas Staycation, and it was pretty cool. It was like oh, wow. it was a Zoom movie, and like I have a friend who's a, a filmmaker in Los Angeles, and we were really good friends in college. And he's like, "Hey, so I got a movie that you could be in." While you're in Buffalo, and then, wow, and it was it was pretty cool. I played like some some guy that just got out of prison, just some weird dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty um, cool. But yeah, no, it was uh, so that 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 was cool. Uh, so I, I do that once in a while. Uh, I just and I announce MMA as well. Uh, and I have two podcasts and I'm on. So yeah. I, I, I try to keep busy, and I'm in all types of forms. Yeah, you're all over the place. I noticed yeah. that. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know. We talk a little wrestling, local wrestling, uh, wrestling history on here. This would be fun. Yeah, man. That, so, yeah, I was talking to Derek about like my wrestling experience or what I enjoy about it was the nine, the late nineties, the Attitude Era, Stone Cold, The Rock. Oh yeah. And then even before that, you know, you had the Razor Ramones and Matt, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I remember watching VHS tapes of that when I was a kid, and uh, it, it's still good today. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it from time to time and, uh, it's still, still very enjoyable. It's still just as good as it always was. Yeah. It's just a different, different kind of feel to it. Now. I it's, think the problem, the problem I have with professional wrestling, like it's more so WWE is like the whole scripted a- aspect of it. Like, uh, especially like with the promos. Yeah. Too scripted, sound too cheesy. Like, especially with the women, it sounds too much like some mean girls, like direct to DVD <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, I, the the promos from the '90s and the '80s were definitely more epic, you could say, because they, yeah. they, they they were just given something. And I, the, the the thing with WWE is, is they they don't treat it like a wrestling business; they treat it as an entertainment company. Like yeah. the problem is, like WWE puts themselves in the same category as Disney and right. ESPN, and like 
they don't put themselves in the same category as AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact or MLW. Like. Right. Right. So like they're they they got all those TV writers. They have a lot of TV writers. Yeah. And uh, they, they they get scripted style. I I think some guys make the best of it. But yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like look at a guy like Kevin Owens. Like he's still a great promo in WWE. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at his promos when he was Kevin Steen in, in the Indies, like especially in Ring of Honor. It's mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Right. So I. That would probably be, you know, my least favorite aspect. I'd agree with you on that. Um, yeah. I think it's changed. I mean, I could tell you that, like, I've, as much as I'm involved in wrestling, like, I still watch a lot more older wrestling than I do modern wrestling. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of modern independent wrestling uh, to kind of keep it, because that's, like, the That's kind of the, that's the, the world you're I'm in. in. Yeah. That's the world I'm in. And I'll watch, hey, you got to watch this or watch that, but, like... I'll, I still, like, I love, you know, you talk about the Razor Ron era. A lot of people kind of badmouth it because it was, like, the lowest business, like, <laughs> yeah. they ever did. But in 1995, <laughs> I'm seven years old. Right. And that was the coolest thing to me. Going, coolest thing going in the world. Going to shows at the uh, Niagara Falls Convention Center. And, like, I will still watch those 1995, like, superstars. Ric Flair. And in your house. And all, I, I love that time period. So. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it was a transition from, like, because guys were getting a lot better. Like, now... I feel like the wrestling itself is phenomenal now versus like the Attitude Era. You know, back then, you know, back in the 80s and everything. Yep. The wrestling itself is amazing. Like, you have some very, like, Ricochet. Um, Seth Rollins is probably one of my favorite wrestlers right now in WWE. Oh, yeah. Kenny but- Omega. Awesome, like Mustafa Ali. Oh uh, that, that guy's named Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like and, and that's the one I mean, it's thing. All, they're all super talented now. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing uh, about WWE is like, you know, if you watch a lot of guys indie stuff versus like they WWE stuff, it's like you will see like the difference. Like they have to kind of tone it down with the WWE style. But a lot of these guys are, are a lot better than what they're allowed to do. Yeah. The the crazy thing about that is that has changed throughout all of wrestling. So I started in independent wrestling in 2011. So my 10 year anniversary is actually uh, wow. coming up. That's uh, crazy. Good for you, man. It's coming up this December. And, That's amazing. Um, when I started, there was some really like, and, and at that time, there were some really big names like Jay Lethal, all those guys. But like mm-hmm. on the local independent level, you had some high flyers and some guys that do impressive, but it was a lot of still that old school style brawling. You yeah. know, this guy can wrestle a legend because a legend doesn't want to do anything <laughs> like right. that type of style. You know, and now. I mean, every match can be a barn burner on the independence. And, yeah. like, back then you could probably say, oh, that guy needs a contract, but none of these guys. Now it's like, Take the reason dick. why <laughs> WWE and AEW and all these other companies, there's guys they're missing out on because there's so many guys out there. Yeah. Right? And But the, they also have so many guys under contract, too. So, it's, yeah. you know, especially in Buffalo, and we'll probably get into a little bit, Buffalo is on the rise Huge. There is so much talent in this city right now for professional wrestling. Facts. And in the next three to five years, like a lot of these guys are going to be on national television. Yeah. So that's what you've been witnessing for the past few years, right? Yeah. Um. I've like so I've I've been really like blessed to like one of the companies I'm part of is Empire State Wrestling. Yeah. And uh, Empire. I watched the last the last video you shared. Yeah. Empire State very entertaining too. Yeah. We're uh, as soon as I watched, I was like, I gotta get this kind of podcast. Yeah. We're 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 gonna have a we're coming uh have a return day to stay tuned uh, to the ESW social media for that. But uh, so yeah, so one of the great things about Empire State Wrestling is it gives young guys, local guys, a platform to wrestle some of these really great guys on the independents. I 
today, while we're t- taping this, is the two-year anniversary that we had Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Now, if you told me at 12 years, at nine years old, I was going to be not only in ring, wrestling ring announcing, but ring announcing Ultimo Dragon, I, I, I would <laughs> be like, crazy. You're crazy, right. Um, But these guys get these platforms to like work with, with talent like that. And, and one of the beautiful things about ESW is if you look at the last five years of shows, all these guys that are now working for WWE and AEW and impact, like were there. I mean, Johnny Gargano was wrestled for us a lot. Yeah. And boom, there, there he is. And NXT. Yeah, I love, I love Johnny Gargano. Um, and, and like, there's like right now there's so much talent, like, and it's on all levels. Like you have, who I think is the best best wrestler in Buffalo, New York, is Kevin Bennett. Uh, and he's so multi-talented. He is actually a really, really good rapper. Really? Uh, he puts out, like, rap videos on YouTube, like, about things like Wario and stuff like that. And it does, it does tons. That's, like, tons. sounds like some superstar in the making right tons there. Tons like, of if, you, yeah. I mean, if you're multi-talented like that, you're gonna, he, you can make it. You know what he's I mean? a good audio engineer, too. He makes beats. And he, he's produced podcasts, produced videos. Really? And sounds like guy, my kind of guy. The guy's, yeah, yeah. remix <laughs> Kevin Bennett. Check him out. Super talented. Um, You also have Daniel Garcia, who's got a really nice buzz right now. Uh, he had a really big WrestleMania weekend working on all the independent shows. Nice. Um, really known for being a really great technical wrestler. And you have Kevin Blackwood. That guy is like he's he's something different, man. Like uh, I, first off, like I I love watching him wrestle. And you look at him; he's he's covered in tattoos. He's got a whole he arm looks that's the part like, that, that's that's black, like yeah. just a whole black faded out arm. He, nice. He, he you're like this guy looks like a wrestler, right? And really, uh, that's a really huge good part of ring. It. You got to um, look the part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Gaines, really close friend of mine. Uh, he, Anthony is, he's like a, he's like a local Brian Pillman, if I could say in the aspect that you never know what Anthony's going to do next. <laughs> Anthony could do super high fly matches. Anthony could do hardcore matches. Like he, none of a kind Anthony Gaines. He's just superb. Um, yeah. And another guy who like, you know, crowd pops are huge, you know? Right. And Frankie feathers, uh, who's a guy who works locally. It's a good name, Frankie Feathers. Really when his music hits and he comes out the crowd, it, it just, they go nuts. Yeah. Um, Vince Valor, who I, I like to call him the Aaron Anderson of the area. Yeah. Or like he's, he, he just looks like a man's man. Yeah. And he, if you, if you, if you want to have a good match with like a great veteran or just a guy that's never been wrestling before, put him in with Vince. Yeah. Vince. How's Vin, the, how's the Vince local following with these people? That there's a steady people, a group of people that really, our big fans, yeah. No, I that's mean good, some of these, some of these fans will travel too. They will go outside of Buffalo. First off, ESW gets fans from like Canada and Syracuse and Binghamton and stuff like that. Oh, but dope. sometimes these fans will travel with the talent. Uh, a couple more I got people put over. Uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Big, no, you're good. Big, <laughs> big time, Bill Collier. Um, this guy should have had a contract ten years ago. <laughs> he yeah. is huge, and he is probably one of the best big men around. He was just on AEW Dark. Uh, wrestling John Moxley and Adam Page, so nice. like, how tall is he? Uh, he's like six. I say he's like six two, six three, but he, but he looks like he's six 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 seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Some people and, just you know, look bigger. Yeah, and, yeah. And Bill, if you're taller than six two, six three, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Don't beat him up. But, but, uh, but, and and Bill really was crucial to my development as far as I was just stacking chairs at a show and just working backstage just trying to get in the business and bill goes have that guy referee my match i never refed in my life he had me do a rough spot and uh i i could, could thank bill collier for days uh 
Jonathan Ash is another guy. That's got to be fun. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Ash is another guy. Now, you guys may not have heard of him. He's the behind-the-scenes guy that does all the production for Empire State Wrestling as far as the editing the videos, but he'll he'll put on the presentation and do the video switcher and stuff like that. And that guy, he should be working for a major company in their production, in directing. Like, yeah. This is 100%. Nice. Like, he's... Like I, I, every time we go to a new promotion, I never seen Ash in action. I'm like, wow, this is this is impressive. Like, they, they, he, 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 he's he's one of my best friends too. But and so I might sound biased, but like, I look at some of these major producers for major wrestling companies, and he, Ash is a better producer yeah. and director for sure. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely oh, high I, quality. I'm sure there's people I'm missing, but right there you have you have a producer guy, um, and and you got about six or seven wrestlers. And, you know, and, and I, I, I like to say myself as a ring announcer, I think I've put ring announcers a whole nother level in the area. I'm tooting my own horn, but, and I know I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably for, for getting guys too, but, uh, yeah, there's just so much, so much good talent, uh, in, in the area. So that's good to know. I mean, it's, it's, it's empire state. So, I mean, is it just Western New York mostly, or is it for people all over the state? So we, we mostly... So mostly we'll have shows in like North Tawanda, Lockport, uh, you know, that type of area, Grand Island. But we've done shows in like Salamanca mm-hmm. and, and like small towns, like sold the you know, sold shows, like little spot shows. Yeah. Um we do we do run Rochester uh, yeah. a few few times a year. Uh, so we we go out that way, and uh, that's a pretty big uh, network. That's pretty. That's a pretty large area you just described right there. One of the it's things, like almost <laughs> that a, I pride, a third of the state, right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, one of the things I prided myself on was like I rang announced throughout New York State pre-pandemic, where I had ESW, so you pretty much had the Western New York area, and then I was uh, ring announcing for uh, Excite Wrestling, which is like Binghamton and like some of that central area, and then I was working downstate uh, at a place called Square Circle Project, like probably like 45 minutes outside of the city and you've got a lot of new york city new jersey philly town on that and i that's the loop i was doing and then the pandemic happened in new york state has been like the last state to open for professional wrestling so i've had to like i work for promotion in jersey and i'm just (laughs) man this pandemic had to be rough on wrestling especially like local wrestling this area yeah yeah, that's gotta be because of the state like yeah um, with the guys that's kind of like you know a lot of guys is they bread and butter too so yeah. Yeah. Well, and like for 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 a guy like me, like I I I didn't want to stop. So like I'm trying to reach out to these other companies. The problem is there's only one rig announcer everywhere you go, mm-hmm. and you know I'd like to think that I got a nice videotape and like I'm impressive. But sometimes people are just gonna have the guy they've always had, or the problem I run into sometimes being a ring announcer is some guy. Times usually these aren't great promotions, but they all they just want to use their buddy. Who yeah. no no radio experience like that's the thing about just me. someone that they think they can handle. I have yeah. a degree in media. I right. announced college. Yeah, you're, you've been college in, you've football. been doing this for a while. Like I worked production for ESPN. Like I'm not like even in high school you were doing stuff. Am I right? Even in high school you were doing little projects. Yeah, like uh, just stats and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, and I would do like the scorekeepers for like the local community center and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of involved with that, but I like. It, it was just, it was tough, man. I, I, I couldn't get anything until that promotion in Jersey started running and then I appeared for them. And then now everything's starting to open up here. Kind of, um, the athletic commission here. I know, I know you like to get a little bit deep in political sometimes. And I, oh yeah. So this is probably, I'm not a real political guy, but I can tell you one thing. I, I I'll be political about the New York state athletic commission. Hey. They govern professional wrestling the same way they do mixed martial arts and boxing. Really? 
Yes. So you have to have the same amount of EMTs. You have to have the same ambulance. You have to have uh, the same the same amount of doctors. I never thought about all the you have to logistics have the insurance, behind it. You have to pay the license fee. Most states don't have this. Right. That's why, like, you'll see in a lot of states. Probably in com- Florida, there's probably none of that. No, companies run all the time. <laughs> some com- some independent wrestling companies run weekly. Right. Because Fucking... because the cost is it's not there. Yeah, this is a very re- regulated state. You're putting sure. thousands of dollars before you even start booking talent and pa- paying the venue and running a local wrestling show. This is New York State for you people. Yeah. Yep. Like, and, and, and here's the crazy thing. Everything's opening up right now, right? We have still not gotten the green light on indoor professional wrestling. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like, Even with vaccines and all that? No, like, they're just, you know, and I know... I know local indoor MMA is happening because I'm on a show yeah. in June for MMA ring announcements. So, like, yeah. what is the hold up on wrestling? Like, I don't know. It's I, weird. There's been a like a, a tiny surgence of people wanting it to deregulate, and I'm going to say right now, pro wrestling should not be regulated the same as MMA and kickboxing. I agree. I understand right. you want a doctor there. I get it. Oh yeah. But the the problem is, no matter if somebody gets hurt, the doctor and EMTs, all they're doing is taking you to a hospital. Well, first, doctors don't take you to hospital. I broke my nose, and the doctor told me to go to urgent care. Yeah, you can get. So, the like, I can take. Like, I can get in my car like, and drive you to the hospital, right? Yeah, like <laughs> and the, the, and it's. I mean, I can kind of you know see injuries do happen. And, right, right, right. And, 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 and but at the end of the day, the to have the same regulation as a sport where guys are legitimately. Punching each other to right. win, so right? Legitimately get knocked out. Like we're wrestling. Like most guys are great workers. They're keeping each other safe. Like it's, yeah, it's like yeah. it's more of like an act. If you think about it, it's a show. It, it, it it's it, it's crazy. Like we uh, we I've had times where like these, these commissioner these guys who work for the commission will come around and they'll say like all oh, the steel cages and sturdy enough or the barricades. Like what? Wow. It's pro wrestling. Yeah, what yeah. Do you expect <laughs> gotta let it go sometimes. Gotta like this. This is my method to it. I, I feel like it's. Making it look as real as possible while so keeping each other as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I, I've done some training and I took some bumps. And that first day of just running ring ropes and bumping, I felt like I got hit by a bus. <laughs> oh, oh, and like I said, there's no doubt that it's physical and all that. Yeah. But one of the things you learn at wrestling school is how to protect yourself and how to protect yeah. your opponent. Right. And you're not protecting anybody in kickboxing MMA. Right. Like, I get that. Cause you're, you're just, just, face, you're you're just trying to knock the other you guy know. out. Right. And by the way, my views don't reflect those of Empire State wrestling. Anybody I mentioned yeah. before, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I just personally think the New York state athletic commission should, you don't even have to deregulate wrestling. Just be a little more easier on wrestling. Cause you're just taking opportunities from us. Like, yeah. Like, I agree. Like if more, if, if there's less costs, more shows can run, which is the fans get, get more and then guys get more experience and, you know, it's it, it, it's it's not like we're we have this burgeoning scene in Buffalo of all these guys that should be on TV and will be on TV. Lots of talent. But that hasn't happened ever until now. <laughs> like, right. like, but yet all around you, you'll hear about oh, all these guys came out of North Carolina and all these guys came out of the, this town and that town and blah, blah, blah. you know, and we're finally having that happen. Buffalo's here. on the rise, so, everybody. Look so out what, for us. So what, let's get into some stories now. I know you got tons <laughs> oh, <yeah>. of stories. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. You're, you, let's just, just go ahead and tell us something. All right. Uh, so I'll talk about my odyssey with Virgil. It's quite a few nice. stories. <laughs> so Virgil, the f- let's go to the first time. Try to think of first time I met him. Well, so we'll, we'll talk about, try, we'll talk about the, my, my stag party first. And then we'll talk about nice. my, my fo- follow up incident with Virgil. Stag uh, party stories are always good. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> 
Well, actually, so no, so I, I have three. Okay, no, I have three stories of Virgil. Okay, so okay. is there is there anything <laughs> first, that you would first like Virgil to not story be said? Is, no, 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 no. <laughs> first, I mean, first Virgil story is 2014. I worked this legend show, which we could talk about a couple stories there. Uh, but I worked this legend show, and like portion of proceeds was going to Hunter's Hope, uh, Jim Kelly Foundation, and like. It, there was all these names on it, like Goldberg was there, and there was the Steiner Brothers, and uh, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and Nasty Boys, and uh, Mr. Kennedy, and just all, all these names were, were on the show, wherever. And all the legends were doing like an afternoon autograph signing. Mm-hmm. And then they all had like a shuttle to go back to the hotel to kind of freshen up before to come back for the show. Everyone got on that show, show except for Virgil. He came over to me, and he's like, can I can, can I can I go sell my stuff? <laughs> sure, Virgil. Like, I'm not in charge, <laughs> right. but absolutely. So when these guys are like they're, they're 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 eating all that, right? Here he is, right? So we do the show. He has like he, he wrestles a match. We do the show, and t- uh, side note story. We'll we'll talk about a side note story about Scott Steiner. He's another guy I have a couple tales about. <laughs> so I go up to Scott Steiner. And I say to him, hey, do you got, what do you guys want is your hometown? Do you want Atlanta or Detroit? And he goes, Atlanta? What are you talking about, Atlanta? I'm like, that's where you're built from on TNA. He goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> Folks, please, watch the Steiner Brothers and Impact. Tell me where they're built from. But nonetheless, he's getting angry. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll announce you from Detroit. So five minutes later. I'm going to grab something on the cooler. He goes, hey, you on the show? I'm like, yes, I'm the ring announcer who just talked to you. What? I just had a conversation <laughs> with you. So right before they're going to go out, I say to him, do you need the mic? Because I know how Scott Steiner is. He likes to cut a promo. And he goes, no. Now, we're doing this at the at the old uh, Bronze in Akron. And from where the locker room is, which is like this little like like shelter, it is probably, <laughs> I kid you not, 50 feet away from the rink. Like, you have to run. Like It's, it's long. Yeah. It's a long. So, I'm going to introduce him, introduce the Steiner Bros, introduce their, team, the, their opponents. And then I, I got to go back to the ring to talk about the next match with the guys, right? So, I say to him, do you need the microphone? No, I do not. Perfect. <laughs> I leave. I go in the back. Some of security. He needs the microphone. <laughs> so here I am. I got to run in a suit in the middle of summer to give Scott Snyder a microphone for him to just say a bunch of swear words in front of children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so... So, yeah. so what was up, what's up with the confusion? What was he? What was he? I don't know. No one ever, I, no one I, ever figured out. <laughs> also, at one point too, he just locked himself in the room alone with the fan. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, wow. Um, do a pretty damn good impression of him too. That's so hilarious. We'll do a side Scott. We'll we'll do a normal side Scott Steiner story, and then we'll go back to Virgil. I swear. All right. But the first time I ever worked with Scott Steiner was a couple years before that. I think it was like 2012, <clears throat> 13. So maybe a year before that. First off, he walks in the building eating one of the, you know, those giant freezies with the crocodile on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pops. He's just, and he's viciously eating. <laughs> he's not eating it like, like somebody like eats That's a freezy hilarious. pop or someone just enjoys it. He's like chomping at it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's like, walks it. And then he just puts it down, 
like 65% of the freeze he's still left and just walks away and never goes back to it. What? So <laughs> after the show, he goes to me, he goes, yo, they got a shower in this building. And I'm like, no, he goes, well, they got a hose. I'm like, dude, that's I, gotta be crazy. I, I, I to be around these people. And I go in the, 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 the venue's like, yeah, we have a hose. They give me the hose. And he, he's like, all right, set it up. I'm like, wait, I'm not going to hose you down in Ridge Road. <laughs> oh man oh. i'm just trying to picture this this is hilarious so back to virgil so anyway so we're at that legend show where scott steiner doesn't remember who i am even though i talked to him five minutes for him yeah so after the show me and me and my buddy uh he's a wrestler goes by the name stone rockwell now but he was asylum before too we uh we decided to go to the hotel where all the guys were staying at before we went out Sound man to get some stuff out of his hotel. So we go there and we know it's Virgil's in the lobby. And I looked at him, we should, we should probably take him to the bar. Let's go get drunk with Virgil. Let's have a good time, Virgil. <laughs> Why not? And we, and we go up to him and, he, and we're like, hey, Virgil, you want to come out with us? Like a bunch of the guys that are, are over at the, the bar. And he's like, no, nah, man, I had my days of getting all the ladies. You know, only one person got more women than me in the 80s. And that was the ultimate warrior. Like, he just <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's crazy. Then, then he looks, he looks at me. He goes, you're a pretty good announcer. I'm like, thanks. And then he looks at Asylum and he goes, you're a really good wrestler. And he's like, why don't you guys call Vince? Yeah, like 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 Vince McMahon. Is that like, like, I can just go, hey, Vince. It's hey, pretty Vince. Yeah, never it's heard your of boy. Uh, can I get a job? <laughs> Virgil can't even call Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is ignoring that phone call. Right. Uh, so I already have this, this relationship with Virgil. Interesting relationship. And to circle now, we that was 2014. Now it's it's 2017. I'm getting married and I'm having my stag party. And the guys wanted to surprise me with with the wrestler. Uh, it's, it's like a funny joke, but also a good time. And the, they they paid for Virgil to come to my stag party. So he pop, shows up and he's got 108 by tens. I'm like these dudes brought money for strippers. They didn't bring money for a Virgil eight by tens, <laughs> right? So like he <laughs> he walks in with all these eight by tens. And then, like, he's not drinking, and he's just eating, and then, like, when the, 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 you know, the strippers are dancing and everything, like, strippers are, like, coming up to him, because that's what they're doing. Like, hey, and he's, like, pushing them away. Like, shoving them really? away. Like, no. <laughs> like, I, no. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I see other cool, because I'm, I'm doing the, you know, I'm the bachelor, so I'm laying on the ground where they're all dancing on me, but I'm looking in the corner of my eye, right? And I see him, and he takes his foot, and he grab with his foot, he like grabs one of like ten dollar bills that are on the ground. And he like slides it back to him. <laughs> no way! And then comes up, and he goes with the same ten dollar bill. Yeah, man, congratulations! <laughs> and like throws it out <laughs> with a recycled ten dollar bill. I never heard that before. <laughs> so circle 2018, 19. So that, oh, so now, so yes. And, the, and, and my friend said that he was, he just kept talking about these Andre stories and this and that. And he was crazy. But 2019, now I'm at WrestleCon in New York city and WrestleCon's like a big wrestling convention. It's at WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. And Virgil's infamous for his merchandise tables and selling stuff. And, you know, go to lonelyvirgil.com. It's a, it's, it's a riot. He'll just set up in a flea market or a train station. He doesn't care. Nice. So he most, like when you have people sign, at WrestleCon, most of the guys have tables. We just were there for ESW to promote ESW and just get it out. But I saw him walking around and I said, how great would it be 
to just have Virgil sign for a couple hours just for the funniness, right? <laughs> so we bring him over. He's like, oh my God, I could sign at your table. We're like, absolutely. We said, can you please just cut a, a promo on Facebook Live for us? Like, say ESW is great or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, ECW. <laughs> and, he just, and he mentioned ECW. ECW. Like 15 oh, times. That's hilarious. So then, so now I'm at the point where like, now, like, we're going on later today. He's getting very annoying. <laughs> like, it, like, it, like, I'm just like, I want him off my table. Like, I told him a couple hours. It's been seven. Like, we got to get him out of here. And, like, we're getting to the point where we're just, like, making up people. Like, oh, we got a, yeah, um, ice train's coming. Or, uh, yeah, like, really? uh, we're just, like, we're just making up old WCW guys. We think of, uh, like, hard work, by- the gambler. The gambler's <laughs> signing here from two to three. Uh, we, <laughs> we need, we need, you, we need to get here. you out of here. Right. Um, he, he he wouldn't leave. Uh, the the next day we had Colin Delaney with us, which was great. Uh, but he suckered the people next to us, so we were still stuck with them. Like <laughs> he, like they were like some sports marketing firm. I think they thought a wrestling convention was like wrestlers there trying to like learn how to market themselves. They didn't realize it's like fans are to meet wrestlers. Wow. So like they they he's like oh yeah i'm this big deal and this and that and, and he was saying some crazy stuff my favorite thing he said he he goes he goes i don't know about this main event i'm, I'm like what do you mean he goes this 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 becky lynch you know main event with charlotte and and and, and ronda rousey i'm like what it's gonna be pretty pretty sweet right, right. ronda he rousey goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, nah. he goes, yeah, he goes, no, 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 like, you know, like the Nitro Girls, that was, they should be in the main, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, what are you It's pretty much an out of touch person right now. Oh, he's 100% out of touch. But, so we have this, so, the, I have <laughs> he this moves thing, him a dr- a drum of his own beat. I have this theory about Virgil. See, everyone thinks he doesn't have money, because he's, will sign his autographs anywhere, it's, He'll he'll come in on a bus ticket like that's that's Virgil, right? Right. I'm convinced that he is just slowly putting all this money away, and he's a multi-millionaire, secretly like, secret, super smart. I'll, yeah, I, that, like that's. I that's, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, me, me, my buddy Jonathan asked him before. We have, we're convinced that like when he was with the million dollar man Teddy Biasi, he was like probably taking some of that like that petty cash. Yeah. Vince wasn't keeping track of that. Right. You just tell Ted, oh, if you gotta buy everybody drinks at the bar, go do it. Yeah. Live the gimmick. Live the gimmick. Um Might be so, a young rock. His dad always said Yeah, live the gimmick. Live the gimmick. <laughs> so yeah, Virgil Vir- Virgil and me have uh had an interest and I'm sure I'm gonna run into him again. <laughs> Yeah, every two years it seems like. He sounds like (laughs) everyone knows someone like that. People that just move to the beat of their own drum, and just kind of live their life in their own lane, and they it's they they they, people like that. They kind of are seem awkward. They kind of bump heads of people, but it's like they're 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 fascinating. People like that are just fascinating because you just are like, what is he doing? Why is he doing this? Why you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean that that's why he's relevant. I mean, right. he, he says crazy stuff on social media, but people are interested by that. He is obsessed with the Olive Garden, and people love that. Yeah, people love that he stuff. Says the word "fuck money" all the time, and people <laughs> love that. Like, yeah, like, he. That's what's so amazing about rest, pro wrestling, though, is like yeah. you get these mega personalities that yeah. clap, and it's all about the show. Really, it's it's not. It's about the people, the personalities, the the characters, like Roman Reigns. Like he plays that. He's like the ultra alpha male. Like everybody's watching. What is Roman Reigns going to do next? You know what I mean? The the thing, yeah. And the thing about wrestling is your wrestling version of yourself is always yourself amplified. That's what yes. I'm going to say. And like, so I told you guys all those things I do and like 
Yeah. I'm still involved with comedy and I'm still involved with MMA and kickboxing, but like I most feel at home at wrestling and the aspect of my closest friends are wrestling in the wrestling business. Like, uh, and when I'm on a wrestling show, we're just in a locker room. Like I'll, if I'm not booked, I'll still go to shows to hang out just to have that camaraderie and there's the hanging out and funny stories and, you know, and right. eat, eat, yeah. eat, eating that sheets or waffle house after or whatever it may be. Like it, it's, it's like a it, it's a it's a community atmosphere. It's, it's like a, a fraternity. Yeah, it's it's something different. Like in, in in comedy, I have comedy friends, but I never felt that closeness. I never felt like you know, there's a couple people that I feel close to, but like nothing where like oh, I want to be in a car with these four people every single weekend. Right, and and, <clears> and that's how I feel. That that's that's how I feel about pro, pro wrestling. Like you know, yeah, and the, and I and I get that too because like being I feel like being in the military. Like, pretty much playing, like, team sports, like football, basketball. Not more so basketball. You know, you got people that's kind of competing with each other in basketball. But, like, the military, you know, like, football, wrestling, like, I noticed that closeness. You know, you got some people that might not really get along with each other. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. I mean, I think back in the day, the thing was protecting the business, kayfabe. And I think now it's just, you know, helping each other excel and you know and yeah i mean there, there, there's people in the wrestling business that don't like me there's people i don't like but like right at the end of the day you do business right you right. know you, you got to do business and i've seen i've seen people who literally hate each other do business because yeah. that that's what it's about the other day i mean i i could yeah. tell you i i got into wrestling at 23 and i wish if i got into it at 18 like mm-hmm. in in and not just for career purposes, just to have that experience even a lot sooner than I did. Right. Yeah. You know, I got I got lucky. I just happened to like know someone who was working a wrestling show, and then I went to set up chairs, and then with that, another promoter put on a Craigslist posing looking for a ring announcer, and then I I answered it. And wow. I got started <laughs> ring announcing for BCW. Just like that, huh? And here's you know he, here's the thing about like BCW. The first guy I ever ring announced in the ring was Brody Lee. Wow, and wow. and and like you know, and uh, when he pa- when he passed, like that was that was really rough to hear. Now me and me and Brody weren't weren't were close or like super close friends, but you know we we knew each other, and like uh, and he will always be a part of my history. I'm sure I'm just another guy that rang announced yeah, it, but like he, was, uh... he he was the first guy ever rang announced, and 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 that night too, there was a a wrestler who knocked the 50 50 out of my hand and was just crazy. And I was like, I don't know about this. Was, was that supposed to happen or no, no. And he's, he's like, he's like, <laughs> is there a lot of that, that a lot of ad, like ad libbing or like just... not na- back then in 2011. Yes. Like yeah. now guys are professional, but yeah. sometimes you'd have that not saying everything bad was bad in 2011, but there was more loose cannon, older guys that, you know, yeah. But, um, Brody said to me that night, don't let people like that ruin the business for you. And I didn't. And you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> I'm trugging along, like I said, ten years uh, this December. So it's that's amazing. It's been a lot of fun. What what would you say would be your 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 most memorable moment? Like, uh, it's funny as we're recording this. It might be the alt or not ringing out the ultimate dragon in the ring, and I think I, I it just because as a kid. I was such a WCW kid. Like, yes, I love WWE the Attitude Era, like everybody else. Right. I love Stone Cold, yeah. but I was a huge WCW kid. Me too. Kid. Me too. And NWO, Ultimo Dragon, yeah. and Rey Mysterio, and Chris Jericho, especially the Cruiserweights. Love the Cruiserweights. Yeah. Um, and Ultimo, I just 
always as a kid thought he was the coolest. And I always like dragons. Like I was like Goldberg and Sting and all them. Well, and that was one of my second moment. So Ultimo Dragon and I also I got to announce Goldberg to the ring. He wasn't That's wrestling, That's but he incredible. was giving an award away, and I thought that was cool. And I mean, I could list a, a bunch of stuff. I like. By no connection of my own, but my friend was close friends with somebody who worked for WWE at the time, and I got to sit like third row at the WWE Hall of Fame in uh, 2018, where they were oh, in New nice. Orleans. Yeah, uh, and that that was kind of cool. You saw me like on TV for the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, the, uh, gotta watch and look the, for you. The, 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 that was pretty cool. Um, like a hometown Joe Rogan. Yes, right. <laughs> there's a lot of like. I mean, I could list a bunch of stuff that. I mean, I've gotten to work with not only legends but like i've gotten to work with guys on the up that are now just some of the the, the biggest stars in the business like i, I could watch nxt and go ring announced him ring announced him ring announced him. yeah that's crazy same that's thing with AEW. uh two, two actually two guys also from buffalo i have to put over is the butcher and the blade and so they're they're AEW tag team and those guys first off uh the butcher annie williams He's a medicine guy, but he's also one of the nicest guys in the world. And uh, <laughs> he he he's in the band every time I die as well. And they do these Ted the Season events, and those are probably my favorite shows to do. Uh, and they do wrestling before they do like a big concert. Wow! Nice. And, and they do it in Buffalo. These people just do it all, and it's there's multi talented. Yeah, a lot of people in wrestling have a second thing. Like yeah. you know, they have a second thing they do. Uh, but uh, those those guys have have been great, giving me opportunities and just. Like, and now they've helped out a lot of wrestlers in Buffalo and, uh, and I love to see, see him killing it in AEW. Or that's, and, you know. that's dope right there within itself because a lot of people, once they make it, they don't come back and, and look out for, you know, people that, you know, came, you know, up with them. We were talking yeah. about this off air. Like, I think that's the difference with this era group of Buffalo guys, you yeah. know, like the, the butcher and the blade want to give back, um, you know. And I think when all these guys like get on TV, the like Kevin Bennett's and, you know, and like that, I think they're going to want to get back to Buffalo. We talk about guys, you know, Mark Merrow, he's a motivational speaker, all the power to him. I, he, I've never seen him come to Buffalo and try to do anything for you. Right. Sorry, Mark. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to bury Mark Merrow. I'm just, no, I know. No, no, I was, I was thinking pride. about that. Is it... I mean, Lex Luger is now all about the city now and he lives in the area, yeah. but for a long time, Lex Luger never said he was. Right. You didn't, you didn't know that until it, late. It, you had to dig to find like that out. And like you said, not the Barry Lex, but it took for him he had to some kinda, major life changing. Yeah, it took for him after you have to fall to really, yeah, um, you know, realize where but you came he, from. He's a great guy, great guy. Oh yeah, yeah I believe. Um, but, but great wrestler too. You know, and, and he's he stopped into like wrestling schools and like talked, and he's trying to get back. And uh, so he's like, so, so he's kind of turning around. But like, I mean, there's other been other guys of the past. That That's another Buffalo great name in wrestling, Lex Luger. Yeah, perfect name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, but now this new generation of Buffalo people, like, they're gonna give back to the city. Like that's, mm-hmm. and you know, someone was telling me that Razor Ramon is related to a car dealership, Scott Hall in Buffalo, or I something. Don't I don't not know that I know. <laughs> you know, people say a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. That isn't true, so. Who knows? I had a guy tell me one time Buff Bagel was moving to Buffalo. I'm like, oh, geez. and it wasn't true. No. Yeah. See, people, people <laughs> say, stuff uh, gets around. It's like uh, playing telephone. You know. I. One one of the reason, real reasons why I want to come on a show. Well, first off, we've known each other for almost twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like you're kind of profiling like Buffalo and like no, you know, people obviously like local politicians and the music scene and and all that. But people don't realize the wrestling scene is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm trying it's, to show everybody. It's, it's like check out Empire State Wrestling. Uh, it, like we're doing something completely 
just you'll see some of the biggest names you ever thought you would see in Buffalo. I was blown away. But then the, the local talent. And there's like I said, there's a bunch of other guys I haven't got to announce yet. One of my favorite guys actually uh, goes goes by uh, R- Roscoe. Um, giant dude. He's actually Roscoe. a champion power lifter. Really? Oh, yeah. And there's actually, if you go to the uh, ESW um, uh, TikTok, there's a video where he like launched this referees back in early 2020. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. and it's like, it, it's crazy, but he, he's another guy. Um, another guy, super beast was an old wrestler who now like helps with production and like helping guys out. And like, like the, that's the thing. There's so many elements to, to empire state wrestling that like, that make it work. So many people. And like Brett Mendick, who's the promoter, he's, he's took it from like, ESW always had a presence locally. Like, hey, people would, you know, oh, let's wrestle and have a beer or some that, you know, oh, it's, oh mm-hmm. let's go watch them guys. To it's not just that experience. Now, now it's oh, let's go see some of the best wrestling in the country. Right, and we and there's been, more women doing it now too. Yeah, we've yeah. we've been pro Which wrestling's great. best kept the girls secret. have been turning up. Yeah, and they're I'm making glad they're getting a shine like Bianca Belair and uh and. Sasha Banks, they put on a hell of a match at yeah. WrestleMania. And some it's just like, super talented women you know, that are AEW, wrestling. like, you know, some of the local, ta- like, well, see, that, that, is... that's what's one thing that's got to change with Buffalo. More women have to want to wrestle. Right. There's not a lot of women trained or tra- have trained. But, you, but you're open We do for bring it, in some, we do bring in some talent. I mean, um, you know, uh, the, the bunny before she went to AW, she was, you know, uh, uh, popping up in ESW. But then you all, you know, we have Kate Kearney who's local. Uh, but we've seen like Davy and we actually had, um, uh, Ruby Riot before she got signed. She was at ESW. Oh, wow. Candace Ray was there a bunch of times. Really? Like, yeah. So huh. we've had some, but like, there isn't a lot of local women's wrestlers, which I hope that with this burgeoning women's wrestling scene, that does change. Right. Because yeah. women's wrestling is f- freaking outstanding. I mean, it is. The, I, there, there's some independent people right like, now. Who, Holly dead. Hyann. Um, uh, yeah. Try to think all the time. I mean, AEW has some, some great women's talent. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's like, the question. Which, which old school, you know, female wrestler would you like to see in today? Medusa. Oh, I like that. Medusa. Um, Sherry Martell's close second. Yeah. See, people don't remember Sherry for, as a wrestler. They remember her as a manager. And she was probably, see, I, I understand the Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan conversation. I get it all the time. Yeah. Oh, who's the best manager? Is it Jim Cornette? Is it Bobby Heenan? Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan. People should put some respect on Sherry. Really? Oh, yeah. I, 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 Sherry was awesome. Sherry was willing to go the extra mile and, she to me was one of the greatest managers of all time. When people talk about the Mount Rushmore women's wrestlers, it's not as easy as the guys. Yeah, like the guys automatically you know three of them. You know Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Stokely Steve Austin. They yeah, debate do you put the, the rock. rock on there? Yeah, like that 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 that's the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. of of pro wrestling to a lot of people of, of men's wrestlers, but women's wrestlers it's a little different. I told I put posted this question on my what about Twitter. China. And I mean, China could be on her just for all the barriers she yeah. broke. Um, right. Medusa, Trish Stratus went from like being like she was just a, a model to look, she's one of the best wrestlers right. of her era. Yeah. You, know? you have Lita. But then now, now, it's, now, now, but, it's, but now, but now you have, they're matching the men now. Bieler, you have Bailey, um, you have Asuka, you have uh, Sasha Banks, um, um, Paige, uh, uh, AJ Rhea, Lee. Like there's Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Like there's, there's so many. It's it's a lot harder to pick the four best women's wrestlers. Yeah, that's time. tough to do. Yeah. Um, but Medusa 
is somebody I would love to see in the modern era because Medusa, she had to bring in talent from Japan because there wasn't a lot of American women's wrestlers right. at the time. Hmm. And now if she could have had this influx of talent, Medusa would have been a much bigger star than she already was. Well, much bigger. Yeah. I think uh, one person that I think, like, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Sable. Don't kick my, don't kick my ass, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> if you ever see this. <laughs> oh, ja- Jackie. Jackie. Jackie is another one that doesn't get, Jackie. get talked That's about That's what enough. I was about to say. And Luna. Exactly. Luna Vachon, too. See, I'm oh, yeah. there. Luna, like, Luna, Luna, Jackie... Luna would have been great. I could have seen Luna work in Game Changer Wrestling. <laughs> like, I would love to see Luna versus Alley Cat in a modern day right. battle. Yeah, like, like that would have been great. I feel like Luna would have been, uh, I don't know. I, I think with, because one of my favorites right now is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, the whole thing gimmick. Even though I think they kind of butchered Yeah, he's, it he's on another level. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for him to actually come up with, with the majority of that himself is amazing. That shows He's a modern of- day. Um, mankind. What's his, what's his name? Uh, mankind's Nicole real name. Yeah, he's a modern day with himself. his with his different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's just like with uh, you know, it was a takeoff Waylon Mercy, which is I thought was pretty cool. That was a gimmick, but you know, Dan Spivey. I did of, like I did like that part. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was I dealing mean, with injury. He was Dan Spivey was just injured at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, so it kind of sucked that that gimmick didn't really get to work to the potential that it could have. But uh, like you know, like Luna, I, I feel like with Bray Wyatt, she would have did some, she would have made some noise. Just because her, Luna, Luna would have fit in this era so perfectly. Yeah. I mean, she was great for the nineties, but she would have fit in this era so perfectly. Uh, and, 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 and like, like I said, I brought, bring up Jackie. People do not put enough respect on Jackie, Jackie either. Like, I would comp- contemplate Jackie on a Mount Rushmore just because of how yeah. long of an era she had. And like, she was wrestling guys before China was. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I listen. China like, broke barriers. Don't get me wrong, but like Jackie, Jackie's wrestling men in WCW in Memphis before China was. So right. Yeah. For her to be a black woman too is you no. Know, even even raise the stakes even higher. Yeah, because I mean, there was some African American women at that time period that were stars, but not to the level Jackie. Yeah. You know, you know, became right. You know, Molly, and she Molly really Holly. opened doors. Molly yeah. Holly's another one. Mo- Mo- Molly Holly's another one. Molly Holly's another one. But you, well, Molly Holly, you could have put her in any era. You could put her yeah. in the eighties, and she would. She, she like would have fit the mold. Yep. Yeah. So, but Medusa, Medusa definitely, Jackie, definitely like them two right there. I, I would have loved to see them two go at it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I wonder. I don't know if that's ever happened because they would have. I think. Med- Deuce wasn't really doing anything in WCW at the time Jackie was there. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, there might be some crazy house show they did, but I don't know. Yeah, that that's interesting. That I don't been. know if that ever happened. I love, one of my favorite things about wrestling is finding weird matchups that, that you never thought happened. Yes, <laughs> yes. Looking back. Like, it's like, whoa, that guy worked that guy. So. Or when like a superstar was just starting out and they're like Rocky Maivia before he became the Rocky. Yeah. Look at his fights and like how different like, he was. Like was I uh, love that. That's why I love YouTube is you can find about? those fights like that. Well, I love Memphis wrestling. Like, uh, so USWA is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. like to watch like old tapes. And especially USWA from like 91 to like 95, 96. Yeah. Cause you're seeing all these attitude era stars in their early years. Like you're seeing Raven. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you're seeing Stone Cold and, and and, Undertaker and and, and Undertaker and and you're seeing even guys like Disco Inferno are popping up. Yeah. Like you're, you're seeing all this. And the crazy thing about Memphis was some people would just be there for three weeks. 
just do Memphis, and then they're out and Kane and like there's yeah. so, so, so like Memphis was that's the in that time spot. period. It was, it was and that's we talked about my favorite era of wrestling being like 94, 95, 96, because those guys weren't the stars they became in 97, 99, but yeah. look like they were showing up. You say the business, you know, financially was bad in 95. Okay. But go look at a Survivor Series or, or a SummerSlam yes. or a Royal Rumble. And look at that lineup. And how, yeah. how, and how, how, how entertaining like, it was. Think, like, look at these guys, like what these guys became. Yes. Yeah. And I think 95, like, Probably for, especially for the WWE, I think for, it was more so just how everything was booked. Right. Like when you and nothing against Mabel, rest in peace, Mabel. But you know him, him winning the King of the Ring and getting that big push. You know, I actually do sometimes think Vince McMahon might be a genius for yeah. everything he's done for what he's oh yeah for he, what he's done with wrestling. He's a mad genius. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a, a mad he's genius. A genius. Uh, so I was gonna pull this up for example. Yeah, go Sur- ahead. Survivor Series '95, and then I don't think people understand how great '95 is. I'll talk about this all day. Yeah. So you had in a dark match, the Smoking Guns, Billy Gunn, became Billy Gunn. a big star, and Bart Gunn. Bart, you know, didn't become a huge star. Defeated Public Enemy. Yeah. On a dark, like Public Enemy. <laughs> like, uh, then you had the Body Donnas, which was Chris Candino, Rad Radford, wow. Luis Bagoli, and, and Dr. Tom Perger, and the One Two Three Kid, uh, defeating Marty Jannetty, Hakushi, who Hakushi was huge oh in Japan, uh, Barry Horowitz. Okay, but then Bob Holly. Then, wow. then um, I mean the women's match. Uh, there, there's a lot of, like Japanese women there, but like. Um, that were big stars in Japan, but not not to the common American audience. But then you have Goldust defeating Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow. Then you have The Undertaker, Savio Vega, Rikishi, and Henry Godwin uh, defeating Mabel, Jerry Lawler, four Isaac Gankum, who was Kane. Yeah, because these were all the four and four. And Jesus. Triple H. Then Triple H? In the main event, you have Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, and Psycho Sid def- uh, with Jim Cornette and Ted DiBiase defeating Yokozuna, Owen oh Hart, God. Razor Ramon, Dean Douglas, who was Shane that's Douglas. That's the main event? No, and then Bret Hart and Diesel. Diesel. Bret Hart and Diesel. Wow. That like, sounds like... Okay. All, 90% of those guys became giant stars in the attitude. Yeah. Okay, so I... Uh, uh, bam, bam, big Maybe I might get a little heat for this, but um, I've always felt like Owen was better than Bret. I think Brett just had the cool look to him. Yeah, Brett was Brett more was iconic. A, Brett was a phenomenal wrestler. Brett was more iconic. Owen was a wrestler, though. Yeah. You know, I I enjoyed like so as a kid, I enjoyed Brett more. Yeah. But looking back at it, I and I watch like I just recently watched like all, I was watching Ross from the beginning, and I'm watching the build up yeah. of of Owen's turn on Brett, and it was so good. Yeah. And only Owen could pull that off. Yeah. And then even like in WrestleMania 10, when Brett, so Owen beats Brett in the first match, but then Brett still has his world title match. And he wins the world title, and Owen's just like looking all mad at the end. Like, like, it was just, it was so good. That was interesting. Um, that so was really Bre- good. Brett, Brett, Brett was great, but Owen might have been better for the business in the long run. It, it's so unfortunate we lost Owen Hart. Yeah. And there's this big debate of, and they talked about in Dark Side of the Ring, would have Owen just retired and enjoyed his family, or if Owen still worked? I think Owen would have still worked. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, and I th- with those guys that like Jericho brought it up. Yeah. With the yep, guys like exactly. Eddie. I mean, Eddie. imagine Owen oh and Eddie. God. Like Owen and Eddie in 2001. Like, that would have been fire. Yeah. Like, uh, and then I think Owen would have been one of those guys that would have saw what was Owen. going on in Ring of Honor. And he probably would have been like, no, I want to go work. AJ Styles and Amazing Red and Jay Lethal and Roger yeah. Strong. I think and he would have done that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Owen. I don't know. Okay, that's a good point, though. But I. Is it weird I get like... We got robbed of that. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Is it weird like Daniel Bryan gives me Owen Hart vibes? 
Um, I mean, Owen I feel and like da- that, that would I mean, that would have been another great one. <laughs> to, yeah. Owen and Daniel Bryan, and Man, just imagine. I can um, see that. Owen Hart. Uh, Owen never. No, Owen never got to work Kurt Angle. I think that would have been. That would have oh, been. Yeah. Oh my God, that would have been phenomenal. People, don't, that's one of those matches. People just don't like, think uh, that's a Kurt dream. Angle turned that's out to a dream be the career. Match for me that, just like with uh, Kurt Angle and no, it was Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero yeah. before Eddie Guerrero passed. Like he was supposed to have a program with Shawn Michaels. I think that would have been a phenomenal match. Like I think Owen yeah. Hart would have had a career resurgence had he not died. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, th- I think Owen would have put just show stealers on night after night, and he probably would have went back to Japan too. And who yeah. knows how long? I mean, look at the today. You got PCO. What if Owen's still in shape in in 2013, 2014, and he's over there working Okada and Nakamura and, and Obushi and right, Nomega? Right. Like, I, I, I know these are all just, like, pipe dream things, but, well, like... it's possible. But just the, the possibilities right. like, are endless. The, 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 and, and with Brett, I think you saw everything Bret Hart could do. There's a couple dream matches, Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle. Yeah. But I think with Brett, like... You had enough of Bret Hart, and I'm not trying to like disrespect Bret. No, Hart, I know what like, you're saying. You've seen everything like Bret could do. Owen didn't get to really show what he could fully do. Or the Undertaker, you, know? you saw everything he can do. Yeah. Plus some, like he, you know I what I mean. Undertaker, once he returned to the Dead Man character, that that's when he kind of had that career resurgence. Also, yeah, yeah. Because like you know he did get a little stale, and then turns to the American badass. But but then, then just not being that, the dead man for a while, people wanted the dead man again. And yeah, then, and then they, and it worked. They went nuts for the dead Perfect. man. Yeah, like Shawn Michaels when he came back, he came back. I think the second half of his career was better than his first half, match wise and everything. You know, he might have toned it down a bit with the born again Christian thing, but you know. Oh no, the Shawn Michaels second run era is is really really good. I yeah, mean, him, him and Angle, all the matches with Triple H, one of I mean, my Benoit, favorites. Like, Low key is is uh him and, him and Sean Benjamin. Yeah, no, yeah. That was that for well, that to be a raw match too, that was an amazing match. Shelton was a guy I wish they would have used more at that time. Yes. Period. Yes. You know, Shelton definitely he's he's he, he he he's a guy that probably if Shelton's his age that he was then, now Oh yeah. He's a top guy. <laughs> who do you think if someone if you could name somebody who's who's been gone for a while, a superstar, that could come back today and take over, who do you think it would be? Like if they could still physically do it now, yeah. or like, oh, it's a good question. Because um, a lot of I just guys thought of this question. A, 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 a lot of guys have come back. Um, man, the Rock's never really came back. Yeah, I mean, really, the the, 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 the Rock, the Rock would be a guy. And it's like um, from any era, like from 80s, any 90s. era, just anyone. Oh man, I, I the Rock would be one. I guess he could easily take back. Here's take a over. weird one. Cause it's not a he's not a giant name, but he was an underrated great great wrestler. Alex Wright. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think you bring Alex if Alex Wright because yeah, he's still you got it. he's still in great shape. <laughs> yeah. And if Alex yeah. Wright want, right now said you know what I want to wrestle some of the best wrestlers on the independents, it would be amazing. Yeah, that would yeah, be. Cool. I think I think it would be great. Alex Wright is one of those guys. He I don't know why WWE never brought him in. When they bought them, yeah. I never, I never understood that. I mean, he's everything you want. Like, he, he had a great look. He was a great wrestler, and, yeah. and he he had a, he had a goofy character, entertaining. And he was from Germany. They love international. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. They love that. Yeah, he was That's like good point. By the time he got, you know, by the time WCW bought, he was still what, in his early twenties. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very young. He was. He's still, yeah, like, still taking what, like, well, 43, 44? I think. Yeah, like he, like he did step away from business. I know he had a wrestling school and stuff, and but. Alex Wright is one of those guys. Like, I would have to have really time to think of that question because a lot of guys have came back. Or what else? Maybe um, one of the Xbox, villains. another one. But Xbox yeah. says he's 
there's rumors that he's coming back. Xbox. Because he did have some surgeries and everything, and he's he's at full health. He did kind of come back, right? Not like really. a second? No? no, he was doing like some like legend shows and stuff. Yeah. But then he's had some surgery and, and, and then, stuff. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, but X-Pac is another guy. Like, yeah, he was amazing. Let X-Pac go have these like bangers on the, on the independence. Well, yeah. The D-Generation <clears throat> X, you know, entire, that entire movement with, you know, Triple H and x-pac and billy billy the uh the kid and all that and there it was amazing to watch B- billy Gun- billy gunn's a great guy i yeah, got billy, the, I, yeah. I got the ring announce and referee billy gunn he's one of those yeah. few guys i've got to do both for one so. person i would like to see uh in prime in his prime jake the snake roberts oh yeah yeah probably yeah. one of my favorite promo guys ever yeah got to open up for him doing stand-up comedy actually really yeah I, so i've got him he did stand up yeah wow i got to open up for mick foley and him and then mick foley yeah so you met mick foley yeah, oh yeah i mean and i've, I've opened that's up amazing for mick foley. Yeah. yeah he's a legend uh, that's uh, a legend right there but uh i also uh, what's he doing now he, he he's still well pre-pandemic he was still doing comedy shows and like you'll see him pop up and everything man he, like, yeah he's a legend yeah, i've always wanted um, to go to mick's comedy show it's, I just never it, could. It, 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 it's a good time. I think Mankind was one of my, might have been my favorite wrestler at a point in time in like the early 2000s, late 90s. I think he was like my favorite wrestler. St- Steve Carino was another guy open up for doing comedy. He did comedy for a little bit. And the only guys that I wanted to still open up for that did comedy that I never got to was Rob Van Dam, who still could be. I mean, that still could happen, but Roddy Piper. Uh, you know, and for, like I, w- I really wanted to open up for Piper. Yeah. Like that was like on my, like, like in stand up. I like I have friends that have opened up some really huge names. Like I have a couple cool names. Like I've opened up for Donnell Rawlings and Theo Vaughn. Was like, but like the wrestling is my niche. Yeah. So like yeah. I've opened up for Jake the Snake over Foley, but Piper was the one, and I never got to. And it's, oh, man. I would have loved. It's not surprising to me that Piper. that people in the wrestling are doing comedy too, because it takes Dolph a per- takes a certain personality too. to be like that. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that much that the the, the, the two realms kind of the businesses overlap. are so correlating. Like yeah. It's, I, I was very prepared for wrestling. So, like, you know, we talk about, like, I get, I get into wrestling in 2011 and I'm 23 years old. I was already doing comedy for three years and I was driving all over to do comedy for sometimes no money. Right. <laughs> like, like, that's how it is. I mean, almost falling, almost running into mailboxes because I'm falling asleep. Like, <laughs> like you know, just, just to get my name out there and, like, oh, I'm going to go to Rochester every single night for a weekend, open up for the, do a guest spot unpaid. Oh, and also that I can't not just stand anywhere. So I'm just driving, driving and, and just stuff like that. So yeah, no, like, uh, and wrestling, I was prepared for the drives because of comedy <laughs> and I was prepared for the, Hey, you may have a great draw. You may not have a good draw. The crowd might be something. Right. Reset that's, reset that's crazy. The, they correlate. So, and there's a, a lot of comedians love pro wrestling. And a lot of pro wrestlers love comedy. And that's why that, that I'm not the only comedian that that's gone the wrestling business. Most, most popularity, Ron Funches does a lot of wrestling commentary now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's all over wrestling now. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Nash at one point was going to get into uh, stand up comedy. Or- he he would have been good, but it, Nash is more like Nash is a storyteller, but you want Nash to sit down in front of a fireplace with a glass of wine. And, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and tell you stories. Like that, right. that's how that's how Nash the Nash comes across as. Right. He's, he's he's a great guy. Like I one of the beautiful things about wrestling is I've really gotten to work with most of people I, I looked up to. And then as much as I endear that, I really endear the guys 
that I'm seeing come up that have gotten opportunities and, and been places. And I was going to ask you the independence. I mean, I got the ring announce MJF a few times before he got signed. Oh, nice. And another good, there's a thing when I'm a ring announcer, right? And there's certain guys I have chemistry with when I announce them Yeah. locally, Colin Delaney's one of those guys, butcher and a blade. Like they just like the way I say their name and they, they hit their, their stance at the same time. It's just absolutely perfect. And, Another another one of those guys was MJF. I only got the ring announce him a couple times, but just the way I said his name and the it, it, it were perfect sync. Yeah, perfect nice. sync. I was gonna ask you, um, who right now in e in, in Empire Wrestling is coming up that you would that you would be least surprised that would make it in pro, like go f- to the WWE. I I, I mean I they'd say it'd be a tie between Kevin Bennett and Bill Collier. Okay. Uh, I, I and are those two gonna ever fight? I mean, they have they've had matches. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have another guy. He's not from Buffalo, but he works for Empire State Wrestling named RJ City. Who he's blowing it up on Twitter, and he's appearing at WWE like really talk show program. Oh, so he's on his way. He's, he's one of the most. He was tag teaming with David Arquette for a while. Like he's wow. Oh, wow. RJ City's great. By the way, amazing Twitter follow. Please follow. RJ yeah, I'm gonna Twitter. check that out. Um, but. Yeah. R- RJ, he's another guy like Bill, just for different reasons. Bill just looks like a pro wrestler and is one of the best workers. RJ is such a good entertainer. He's he's you would think WWE would want. Like, oh my god, like we need this guy. Like, and he was an actor and a bunch. Like, RJ is like hundred percent what a TV program should want. But uh, but yeah, I'd say Bill Collier. Just we're talking Buffalo. Bill Collier and, and Kevin Bennett. Um, Kevin know, Bennett's the name that I, I, people would know about. Yeah, yeah, Ke- yeah, yeah uh, Kevin Bennett. He's done some WWE stuff, you know. Uh, you know, r- wrestling uh, like Andrade, and he's d- he just was on AEW Dark Elevation. Him and Kevin Blackwood went against Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. And, wow. Uh, nice. And you know, he, he's an older guy. I know he's one of my, he's a good buddy of mine, but still, like he he. I he's also a really nice dude, so I wish so much success on him. I don't, I can't find one person that doesn't like him. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just one of those guys. Yeah, he's, you know? he's one of those. He's, he's definitely on his way. And then another another thing I was just thinking about too, and this is an off topic now, not off topic, but what do you think was the greatest match in wrestling history? One match it doesn't matter if it's a three on three, one on one, tag team, t- whatever. If you had to pick, I already know mine. Really good question. Do you want me to say mine? Yeah. Why as well? Because I already think it's why you're thinking about it. Was the I quit match? Uh, Rockin' Rock and Forward? Yeah. And when, and when he thought, when everyone thought he said I quit, but really it was just played on the speaker and he never said it. And they fooled the whole entire crowd and thought he, he said, I'll never say I quit. And they recorded that little clip. So then yeah. when, when, he's, when he's, he was getting his ass beat by The Rock, and all of a sudden you hear, I quit. And everyone's like, what? Then it turns out that they just played it over the speaker. He never actually said it. So they had to fight. Didn't they have to fight again or something? They had to rematch yeah, it? They had a yeah. halftime yeah. heat one. Yeah, because they recorded that was, his that, promo. That match, like, to me, was the greatest match of all time because they were all over the place. It was bloodshed. There was tables being thrown. Have you ever seen uh, Beyond the Mat, the wrestling documentary? Yeah, yeah, actually, I have. Yeah, they that, they cover that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was um, huge. Yeah. yeah, that was such a was crazy a, match. Mick Foley's um, daughter was hysterical, and the hype up for it was it was fin- like Vince McMahon. Whoever thought of that entire premise, genius. This is a really tough question because yeah. there's a couple that come to my mind. Uh, like, you know, I mean, Mysterio and Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. Mm. Uh, just because I think that inspired that's whole, an iconic. I think that inspired a whole generation of wrestlers. Now, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. That's a good point. You know, um. And st- and probably steam 
either Steamboat and Savage or Steamboat and Flair. Probably the second Ooh, you're one going back with that one, yeah. Yeah, but okay. the, the, those would be like the ones I would talk about because I think they I think Steamboat and Savage inspired guys like Mysterio and Guerrero and yeah. Malenko. And then those guys inspired your AJ Styles, your right. Jay Lethals, um, you know, your Sami Zayn's, all, all these top guys. Daniel Bryan's like, I... I think it was like this this umbrella effect, and now those guys have inspired these new generation yeah. of guys c- coming up. So, and I yeah. hate to sound like uh, I hate to sound like one of those guys that's kind of like being like you know with the with the in crowd with this one, but Austin Rock WrestleMania seventeen, yeah, like that that Classic. build up. Classic. One of my best friends. That's his favorite match of all time. Yeah, yeah, like that that whole build up. The way they like everybody talk like. Kind of sound cliche, but the way they use my way in the promo video to lead up to it, you know, just the build up, and it was just like, it's, wow. It's, the Rock, it's all the Rock the versus Stone Cold. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. I don't even know if it was Wrestle. It might have been WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania when the Rock won with the uh, yeah, so people's they, elbow? They did. They did three. They did three Mania matchups. Yeah, and I want to say. WrestleMania nineteen was the last one. The last one. Those were classics. All those. Rock win. Yeah, he won the last one. That's yeah. what that's when Stone Cold retired. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking about, I think. He won with the people's elbow. Rock right? won seventeen as well though, right? No, he won um it was fifteen, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah, it was fifteen, seven, lost, three. seventeen and fifteen and oh, okay. nineteen. What I yeah. liked about the rock though is he had two finishers. He had this rock bottom. But when he when he gave the, when he when he laid out the people's elbow, it was like a slow finish. Because you know he's got this. Yeah. He goes back and forth, he puts his elbow down, he gets on him. One, two, and it was it, the time, the, the the delay it took for him to start his people elbow to, 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 the, to the three count, your, your heart would be racing. I, you're just watching. You're just like the excitement that came from that. The Rock there had was a nothing quality like that. that not many people have, right. and it was more than just connecting with a wrestling audience. Rock could connect to people. Yeah. And yeah. look at him now. <laughs> right. He's the probably the biggest movie star in the world. He people want him to run for he president. Has so many programs. <laughs> I think he's actually run. been named the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like he and he's very likable. Like very likable. Like oh, you yeah. hear some some movie stars, people don't like this about him. Don't like they they start these rumors. They start this gossip. Like he doesn't how, do that. How many people hate Tom Cruise? But right. But. Nobody uh, hates the rock. No one. He's just a likable like, guy. You, you, you don't hear anything. Uh, I wish it was Monday. You know? And it's funny because people threw out the joke that maybe he should run. The rock should run for president. And it's like it's a joke. You're like, yeah, the people are just joking. Whatever. He's a wrestler. But then you actually think about it. Like, yeah, maybe he'd be a good leader. I. I, I, if, if the Trump can do it, it I, I would you know? vote for. Him. I would vote for him too. Vote for the Rock, yeah. you know, I, I'd, I'd Who, vote for the Rock. You know, I mean, that, that new show, Young Rock, that's kind of the premise, right? Yeah, I mean, right. This, this is America. Like my my wife said to me, when we were watching one, and she goes, "Do you think that he's actually seeing if the, if he's good? This is a good reception to actually run him? Like, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it might be a, it might be an experiment to see, you know. And Young Rock was actually a lot better than I thought it would. And the one thing I was impressed about with Young Rock was how on point everybody was. Well, the, the the people that they look like, first off, like, like I mean, I don't really know how Rock looked as a kid in high school, but like the guy that plays the Rock in college, he looks like Rock at that age, like right. almost, yeah. almost dead on. I think Junkyard Dog, they got on point. Um, Junkyard Dog and his dad, uh, whoever, the guys they play in them. Yeah, the guy that plays Rocky Johnson looks just like, like him. Sheik, too, uh, pretty yeah. good. Uh, I still think that guy's appearing in indie shows now. Yeah. Brett Azar. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing on the show, but he's popping up. Uh, 
But yeah, no, some of those guys look so much like the guys they're supposed to portray, which is it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, not the Vince McMahon. <laughs> the Vince yeah, McMahon. Like man. You can't imitate him. The Randy Savage is like so so. Right. I think he's more the last episode. He that's that's when he was at yeah. his most ma- macho man, Randy Savage. I'm like, okay, now that's macho man. But yeah. That's a tough role to play. That's it's macho yeah, man, Randy macho Savage. Man that you, that's yeah. a tough role to jump into. That's somebody that that Randy Savage is like a one of a kind. Like you know, and God rest his soul, Randy Savage, and also New Jack. Yeah, who we just recently lost last week, and uh, I grew up an ECW kid as well. And, yeah, in yeah. ECW, New Jack. One thing I used to love about New Jack matches was that he came out, he just run out, start whooping ass. His music is still playing the whole time. <laughs> and by the time his music was over, it was like the match was over. I, I remember being a kid, and like, so one of the you know kind of backtracking mm-hmm. my love for wrestling, but uh, so I grew up. Like, so I grew up, like, pretty poor, and then, like, got to move to, like, town to area a little bit, you know, a little better, but I grew up really poor on the east side of Buffalo uh, for, like, nine years of my life, and we didn't have cable. We had, like, one of those antenna televisions, but I'll tell you, you can get some pretty obscure wrestling with that antenna yeah. on Saturdays. Like, yep. I would I would be able to watch Superstars. I'd be able to watch WCW Worldwide, just on these weird channels, but then Channel 67, WNGS, uh, which is the America One Network, and now there's something else about it. Um, I should know it's going to talk about this on my podcast. But so they would air Smoky Mountain Wrestling, USWA, and then ECW. And I really started to love those like second tier wrestling, like seeing these guys come up and or the old legends going there. And I think that's why I, I, I fell in love with independent wrestling and such a big part of it. But yeah, like ECW, I remember being a kid and like. Natural Born Killer. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, New Jack's coming out. New Jack and Mustafa are gonna come out. Beat all the bloodshed and all the tables. It was just like so they weird. had they they had to one up the the you know the, the big names WCW WWF at the time, and they did because they really came out and they did a little bit a little bit extra. Because with the exception of Rod Van Dam and the Dudleys, nobody left WCW and became a real bigger star at those other things. I mean, you could bring a Mysterio yeah. and all that, but he wasn't there long. Yeah. Right. Like, but Raven was at his best there. Dreamer was at his best yes. there. Sandman was at his best there. Mike yeah. Whipwreck was at his best there. You know, like. And ECW yeah. brought another, brought a level that was so high that wrestling magazines couldn't ignore it. And they were getting written about just as much as all the other ones were. You would yeah. open up a wrestling magazine, and there's ECW. There's, you know, the cage yeah, matches and stuff. The exact moment I got into wrestling. Um, like, I would always see it here and there. Like, my first, one of my first, like, actual memories was, uh, it was like, all something where Undertaker stuffed Jim, Corn- Jim Cornette into a body bag. <laughs> but like the first, when I like really, really started getting into it was like late '98. It was like just before uh, Stone Cold and Undertaker had that buried alive match. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one uh, they used to have like Livewire or Super. One of them in it. They used to come so, on Saturday morning. So, so like, yeah, Livewire was like the talk show when Heyman would call it. <laughs> be Bruce from Connecticut. <laughs> That's funny. So I. Uh, <laughs> So it was like it was like an angle where Stone Cold was uh, hitting the face with a shovel by Undertaker, like passing yeah. out. Undertaker tried to embalm him, and then like that the next week on Raw is when they uh, stuffed Paul Bear into a manhole. And I just yeah. thought it was like the funniest thing ever. So, I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember the exact time that you're talking about. It was from week to week. You they would leave you cliffhanging on what was going to happen next, and it was yeah. always something crazy. Yeah. It was always like 
a car pulling up. Who's in that car? They're about to, you know what I mean? Some, some, what, what just happened? Like, they just leave you yeah, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Think yeah. about the amount of time Stone Cold destroyed vehicles, and he was arrested. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it showed you, it showed you there's a real aspect behind it. Because yeah. you hear about these arrests and be like, whoa, that really happened. And then uh, ECW, my first time ever watching ECW, I noticed Taz, it was when Taz was like the world champion, he like stuck barbed wire into Jerry's mouth. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a definitely memorable moment. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. and then my first uh, my first show I ever going to was uh, Fully Loaded 99. That was the first time I ever been wrestling. And it was like, I was witty. Yeah, I remember my first match, first time seeing like Ric Flair. It was WCW. That was the first, first wrestling show I ever did. It was WCW. And I remember seeing it. Was, I think it was Ric Flair versus, I can't remember who. It was really, it was late 90s, but it was incredible. It was just like the whole time, heart pumping. And it was just such a good thing, especially when you're there live. It's nothing better than that. Yeah. And, and you're it, actually watching it, like, right there. As a kid, I think that's what hooked me. Like, my first was, like, Niagara Falls Convention Center and, like, Yokozuna, Bret Hart, mm. you know, Diesel, yeah. uh, Razor Ramon, just Sean Yeah, Michael the great names like, in the 90s. Just, just Yeah, that, and I think that's why I, I hold that era so you know i keep bringing them my buddy john yeah, nash like we we love that era like yeah 90, 94 95 man uh, i know it was down business but I, no it was I, a good it was i'll a good keep era. pumping it up man you know what you yeah, know what you know what really highlights that era is the sega genesis game then wrestlemania yeah. 95. so where you can choose between bret hart <laughs> razor ramon yokozuna bam bam bigelow lex luger so Russ made the arcade game, right? Yes. Was it the oh, one where they had the crazy stuff too, like Doink the Clown and everything? Yeah, Doink the Clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Royal Rumbles and Pan Am, Pan Am. Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, game, they stole the line. That game highlighted the mid-90s wrestling. I think my first game was uh, Warzone. Yeah, I, I remember. War, was Warzone the one with the terrible promos? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like Ahmed Johnson, you couldn't understand yeah, what he was like, saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was that for Nintendo 64? That was like the first like PlayStation one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like the, um, but those games got good over time. Arcade, the arcade game was like the first one. The new ones are incredible. Oh, yeah. They got the new ones where it's like you're. You're actually living it. Right? Nothing plays better than No Mercy to Brand 64. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, that's how It's still the, the greatest wrestling game of all time. Yeah, yes. I, I totally agree with that. And, and I love WCW vs. the World right be behind it. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah, I used to like the one cheat code. I think that was the one where uh, you can credit your player and stuff. You uh, play like the Battle Royal. It's like a certain point. Yeah, yeah. You don't choose things, seeing it like coming out yep. from Raptors. Right, 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 right. And WCW Thunder was the craziest game. That was a good game, too. If you unlocked all the cheat codes off the the, the Game Shark, or I forget what that actual cheat website was called. Yeah, it was a magazine board, too. or something, yeah. whatever. But I, you could get all these crazy characters, including like the head of security, Doug Dillinger, but you could also play as this Prey Mantis. It made no sense, but I would. I made this Prey Mantis a world champ, man. I, yeah. I'd wrestle Randy Savage as a Prey Mantis. Because I, I love Prey Mantis. I was like, this is cool. I used to love that. Oh, make sure I check my phone. Make sure it's not. Yeah, okay, we're good. Well, yeah, man. That, uh, you mentioned Yokozuna. Like, Yoko was uh, great, man. That's another I, guy. I hear, like, I, I, I think he would do good in this era. You, he, hold on. You got, we, we can't ignore it. We're talking about Yokozuna. What's up with this story that he shit his pants? Does anyone know about that story? I never really heard about. I've heard him. I've heard Andre the Giant. That's a thing. Like I've heard that story where he would like sit down with a guy and he would actually poop his pants. Flares, flares. Who said it? I was watching some YouTube video and they were talking about fighting Yokozuna and he farted or something, something along the lines of he farted or shit his pants and then he sat on his face and he said he 
Smelled it. It might have been Undertaker. I think it might have been Undertaker. I know Stone Cold said he shit. I mean, it sounds crazy and disgusting, but it's something you got. It's a crazy story. Bonsai dropping and Stone Cold shit itself. I think I think sometimes with the way your body movement and like these guys are really just taking like. You know, they're either drinking energy drinks or they're drinking, like, uh, you know, at that point it was uh, the, uh, what do you drink right before you go out and work out? I can't think of it. Yeah, supplements. You know, but yeah, like, they're just getting pumped up for that. And and it just happens, you know, I mean... You know, it, I'm sure it, it still happens. You know, nowadays, today, I've I've seen it happen on the indie walls. So. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it just happens. Yeah, it's been about it's been a little over an hour, man, and it's been amazing conversation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what's coming up in the future? So I'm I'm doing a lot right now. Uh, first off, uh, I have two wrestling podcasts. One is called Rediscovering the Indies, and it's an independent wrestling history podcast. So we take a topic from independent wrestling every month, and we break it down. We go over the history and all that. Right now, we're actually been doing a four long. It's gonna be a four part series about XPW. We're part three is actually gonna release uh, very okay. shortly. Really quick, was that the one that was like kind of linked to porn? Yes. <laughs> nice. Um Yes. So we've been talking, but we we talked about like the NBA or the NWA title after you know WWE disbanded it and what happened to it there. And we we've talked about Roland Alexander, who was infamous for Beyond the Mat for the, the pro, promoter from California. And we've got a lot of other topics talk about Blackcraft wrestling and a lot, a lot of fun topics. The XPW one has been really popular, and our audience has been growing substantially. And uh, so you can check us out RTA RTA Pod and Twitter. And rediscovering indies on Instagram and, and Facebook. And like I said, if you like wrestling history, you want to know more about independent wrestling history, rediscovering indies. Uh, and then I'm a part of another wrestling podcast called WrestleNomics with myself and my, uh, by the way, me and Jonathan Ashley rediscovering indies, but I co-host with Brandon Thurston. He's like the main WrestleNomics guy and I come on um, and we talk about the business of pro wrestling. Right. So current business. Cool. So we break down television ratings, television deals, attendance figures, uh, personnel moves, stock prices, whatever it may be. Nice. Audio clips from people like Stephanie McMahon. Real, into the, all the logistics about like, it. Like the business. Yeah. The bi- we're not going to talk about matches or creative, but we'll talk about the business. That's some, for, for the, the real nerds of wrestling the, the, out there. The that, business. You know, that's, what, that's up your alley. Right? Um, and there's a great yeah, WrestleNomics Patreon that. where we have tons of stats on the ratings, report, and all that. Um, oh. And then just finally, the, the you know, things are opening up. Uh I got a lot of wrestling on the horizon. I've been working for a company in New Jersey called uh, Northern, Northern Federation Wrestling, NFW. Lots of great up-and-coming stars in that. Uh, Empire State Wrestling will be returning soon. Check us out. Uh, check it out, ESW, for Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that. And we'll have the return date very shortly. Nice. I'm actually been doing these videos where I'm on the hunt for the date. And awesome. um, I also uh, been working with Excite Wrestling again in Binghamton. We're nice. doing live demonstrations right now. Wow, you're doing <laughs> uh, and I'll be doing that actually this weekend. Uh, and we're doing like a battle in New York tournament. Who's the the best wrestler in New York State? So that, who's unsigned? Wow, so that's, that's interesting. We're, we're, that's starting this weekend, which I I'll, I'm gonna be I'll following be that for sure. Um, whatever, and, whatever links are that you just mentioned are all in the description. So yeah. whatever, it's all um, in there. Check it out. It's Patreon and everything. And then Ground Force fights. Uh, I'm doing MMA for them. The they're back in the saddle. We got a few events. They're going to be going on in 2021, and I think I'm not forgetting any other wrestling promotions I currently work for. Um, new Breed Entertainment is a new company. I'm going to see it. I'm going to do a show for in August. Nice. Uh, and then I don't feel like I said, I, I, might, I might be forgetting something. And I'm always, if you want a ring announcer, I'm your guy. I can do wrestling, kickboxing, boxing, MMA. Good old DX, right? I've done PA, public address announcing for sports, too. 
Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's and if you need a comedian too, uh, yeah, this is your guy for everything. I was best Buffalo, uh, best comedian in Buffalo, Art Force Magazine. Yep, I remember that. So I remember I was, that. I was good at one point. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, you still are. You still got it, Jack of all trades. Still yeah. got it, man. So that's why I wanted to have you, man, because you're just you're you're one of the biggest names in local scene, like for everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Cool. Just into entertainment in general. And that's the thing, Buffalo comedy too. You know, I could definitely hook you up with some guests that would probably yeah, be yeah much for sure. better for Buffalo comedy than I can, but. The comedy scene in Buffalo is absolutely amazing, yeah, and is. and same thing with the wrestling scene and support those, you know, along with all our arts and culture scene and, and and the music scene and there's a lot of like public activism and a lot of great stuff. But Buffalo really is becoming like, the beer scene too. I love craft beer. Yeah. The beer scene in Buffalo is for sure. bonkers. For sure. <laughs> like, for sure, I feel like Buffalo is shining even more now so than it has been in years. So yeah, know, let's support our city, support our people, no matter what they doing. Music, wrestling, comedy, yeah, acting, yeah, support our people. acting, podcasting. All right, guys. So see you later, Mary Boy. Great. Your main event contest for Square Circle Project Rubik's Cube is a singles match scheduled for one fall. Your official referee, DM Stevens. Introducing first, Haley from Kila Hill.
of the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. He is This next contest here at Empire State Wrestling Brawl is a single match scheduled for one fall. It is for the Empire State Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Your official referee, DJ Jarko. Introducing first, he is the challenger. He hails from Waterloo, Iowa.